Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, we're going to look at Creator's perspective on Marxism and capitalism. This is, uh, I think, a pretty important point of comparison, and we're going to get Creator's input on this, Carl. Well, these are ideas, uh, this kind of contest or tension between financial systems are, are ideas that won't go away. We've got to live somehow. And it's argued back and forth. It's been tried. It's uniformly failed, but people keep trying. And so we're appealing to a higher authority. And I think the answers are rather interesting. Oh, I agree, for sure. And we got a lot to cover in this first segment, so we might as well get right into it. According to yourdictionary.com, the definition of Marxism is the theory of Karl Marx, which says that society's classes are the cause of struggle and that society should have no classes. Leaving Marx's solution aside for the moment, what is Creator's perspective on Marx's diagnosis that class differentiation and class struggle is the primary cause of human difficulty and injustice? All right, and these are Creator's words that I channeled in answer to this question. This depiction of his writings is itself somewhat simplistic. Marx discussed many aspects of the difficulties of society in seeing that workers are often oppressed and that there is a wealthy elite class that floats above it all and seems privileged and often unworthy of the safety and luxury of their lifestyle. So there are two levels here. One is the issue of work itself, what it represents, its value to others, and where one sits in the flow of energies given by the workers and then taken back in through profits that may flow more to the top than to the workers creating the immediate value in goods and services. What Marx was reacting to was the large inequities and seeing the relative contributions and rewards being distributed very unevenly and often unfairly. By assigning the whole meaning of this dilemma as being a consequence of class divisions, it belies the deeper forces at work, namely why hierarchies exist at all. We would say that the existence of classes within a societal grouping are themselves a consequence of the imposition of a hierarchy that will inevitably favor those in power at the top and exploit those at the bottom. So as far as it goes, the teachings of Marx that class distinctions need to be dispensed with is a recognition of consequences of the problem, but does not get to the heart of the matter. There is a more fundamental need present here, and that is to determine who truly deserves to have power, and on what basis, and in what way might that need to be more limited and potentially constrained for the greater good of the society, than to simply allow a dog-eat-dog scramble for power and authority where the strong force the weak to do their bidding. There are dangers always in trying to change things on a societal level because societies and its members 
have only themselves and their own ideas from their culture and their history and inner makeup and will find it quite difficult to break out of the mold handed to them down through the ages, all based on faulty thinking and non-divine practice. It is a tall order, and this is why those turning to revolution to overthrow the masters can create as many problems as they attempt to solve. You know, this is an interesting answer because it's, it's one of the few times that Creator has has not actually invoked the interlopers in the answer. <laughs> but he's certainly, Creator is certainly hinting at a greater problem beyond just looking at class struggle by itself. Yes, yes. But, you know, this, this is underlying all of society and all of our history. And we should pay attention to this because we need to have an answer to this issue. This, oh, yes. This contest isn't going to end anytime soon. If only uh, it will get worse. And, and that is the motivation here. And we want the truth. That's what we're after here. Absolutely. You ask, Creator, according to yourdictionary.com, capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Laissez-faire capitalism is abstention by governments from interfering in the workings of the free market. Marx argues that without oversight, laissez-faire capitalism leads to the concentration of wealth and exploitation of the working classes by the property classes. What is Creator's perspective on this outlook? All right, and Creator tells us the following. Here again, there is an accurate perception that people will tend to be self-serving, left on their own, and this is where would-be reformers have choices to make. Given that laissez-faire capitalism has great potential to become corrupted in service to a powerful elite and ownership class, if the answer is to transfer that power to a governing body, one might well end up with the identical problem for the workers, because one is simply substituting one powerful elite for another. History has shown again and again that governments cannot be trusted any more than the capitalist barons using their wealth to accumulate ever greater power and guarding it jealously. We can tell you that the idea of capitalism is more divine than a state-controlled workforce and agenda. At least capitalism is based on the idea of freedom, independent initiative and creativity, at least in the inception of its various enterprises. How it becomes organized and regimented in service to greater efficiency and to balance the usual need to compete with other companies without degrading the quality of working conditions is a function of the morality and ethics of the leadership more than a flaw in the concept that one can gain in society through excellence, perseverance, dedication, and hard work all of which will be rewarded if there is a level playing field. Because useful work will have value that is recognized, and those who contribute will be rewarded in kind. The question of governance is always a critical factor in determining the outcome of any enterprise. In a fair world, the rights of workers and the value they represent to an organization will command respect and be rewarded commensurate with the contribution of each individual to the enterprise, fairly determined, and with a reasonable proportion of the profits going to the actual producers of the organization's output in exchange for payment. 
we see more problems arising from governmental regulation and control of the workplace than left to individuals within those organizations to decide for themselves the individual roles, job titles, salaries, and benefits. Under normal circumstances, things will get worked out in a way that is fair and equitable because competition will keep things honest and prevent too great an exaggeration of relative costs and benefits. A company cannot pay its workers more than it takes in as profit, and profits will be determined by the quality of work, efficiency, and the need to compete with other companies offering similar goods and services. So all of the intangible factors contributing to efficiency, quality of the products, and even the marketing and sales acumen will factor into how well one company does compared to another. These are all positive attributes that need to be cultivated and rewarded for their encouragement and to maintain steady progress and a successful presence within the business community for an organization to be competitive and have staying power. This creates a natural balancing among all the factors involved to keep things relatively honest and comparable across an industry. So the concept of laissez-faire capitalism has shown its merit again and again in the real world. The distortions that do take place are a consequence of largely outside influences where humans are being manipulated unduly by interlopers in some way to distort things by imposing restrictions or government sanctions on a particular industry or restricting market access for political reasons, often due to international tensions and so on, as well as wishing to promote strict adherence to standards that are believed to benefit the workers themselves, as well as the greater society, like things relating to creation of pollution in a manufacturing setting and the general safety of what is being produced and so on. There are many opportunities for heavy-handed oversight that has a stultifying effect and can become an outsized cost burden in its own right, even to the extent that companies will go out of business as a result. There are many such examples of the cure being worse than the disease. The irony here is that many times excessive oversight and overregulation is the idea of the extraterrestrial alliance wanting industry to suffer, and wanting there to be economic losses and a lower quality of life through restricting commerce and human benefit. So to have a power structure invites manipulation and inappropriate actions of all kinds. At least if the power is held within an organization itself, there is its own self-interest to counterbalance any impulse suggestions that could be self-destructive and self-defeating. An outside governing body will be much less sensitive and caring about a potential harmful consequence and will rationalize very heavy-handed draconian measures in many instances because they are individually manipulated through mind control to believe they are serving a higher good and their oversight is greatly needed. So one of the takeaway messages here is that your questions about the political considerations and practical economic consequences of various ways of organizing society are being asked in a kind of vacuum. 
when what is most important is to discuss these issues in the wider context that the earth is a prison and the commercial sector is very much like a prison work farm. All are slaves to the interlopers. They are at the top of the hierarchy and they instill a hierarchy for everyone else so they can maintain their iron grip on things. So this will impact everything you are asking here in one way or another in how we need to answer. So I think Creator made up for the uh, lack of mentioning interlopers in the previous channeling because Creator really lays on the line here that uh, ultimately, you know, we're, we may be arguing about the number of angels dancing on a pin when it comes to the practical implications of communism versus capitalism and whatnot, when the real, real problem is the manipulation by the interlopers at the end of the day. Well, sadly, this is inescapable. It's in our face. It's all around us. It regulates and controls and manipulates and undermines everything to some degree. And this is the way the world works. Yeah. And, and so we can't put a happy face on this, unfortunately. So Norco. this shows us that, that the issue of Marxism is sidestepped by having government replace the power brokers of capitalism who, you know, did do a number on society back in the day. The, the, the huge land barons and the oil barons and, and the livestock barons and the railroad barons and, and the energy barons, the titans of industry, became super, super wealthy billionaires and because they were in positions of power and authority. So, but the first thing creator is saying here is, if you just substitute government for that, you're not going to gain anything. You're actually amplifying the problem. Well, and that's in fact what history has shown. It goes downhill pretty quickly. <laughs> Extremely the people fast, end up yes. impoverished and in, in chaos in the society, you know, it often ends up with civil discord and unrest. Uh, civil strife, revolution even, because it's not workable. It doesn't work. People are bled dry by their overseers, and that's a theme. And it comes from having hierarchies where those at the top control everything and everyone else suffers. Yes. U.S. creator, some have speculated that Marx's diagnosis of capitalism is mostly accurate and realistically assesses the legitimate downside of capitalism. But that a solution is utopian and possibly idealistic and completely unworkable as he envisioned it. Where's Creator's assessment of this outlook on Marx and his contribution to society? All right, and Creator says, as we have alluded to, we do not believe his diagnosis was accurate, and we question whether this is a contribution to society at all, given how it has been embraced and used to exploit and harm millions of people and may continue to do so. His theories create a legitimate seeming rationale for an unworkable system that lends itself too readily to corruption. There is wisdom in the interpretation that a utopian society is unattainable in the real world. And that is true given the broad context. You are in a distorted, defective environment that will not allow such a thing to happen. Too much corruption. 
too much distortion in thinking that has become deeply ingrained over many centuries, with humans essentially being enslaved under one kind of scheme or another. So even left entirely on their own, humans will drift into a hierarchical system of leaders and followers and will dole out rewards and punishments arbitrarily and will tend to become self-serving to the extent they can get away with it. And this will lead to the powerful dominating and exploiting the weak time after time after time. So in that sense, the critics are correct. Not because the ideal of a fair and equitable society where everyone contributes according to their ability and receives benefits according to their needs is an impossibility. It is just that it can only be run smoothly by true divine humans in a divine setting, not within the corrupted earth plane where there are physical imperatives and many sources of stress and inequality and temptations that will inevitably distort things. The problem is if the energies are such, there will be a distribution of power. What are the relative merits of holding and implementing the power locally by the members of an organization themselves versus having an outside body setting the rules, creating the standards, and enforcing their will on strangers? People who seek the latter arrangement are naive and are as lambs to the slaughter. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Creator doesn't mince any words in this one. In fact, you know, Creator usually, um, I think, is restrained in criticism as much as possible. But in this case, <laughs> saying, you know, Marx didn't really, didn't even make a contribution, you know, essentially, but, but just made a, um, Creator a bigger problem is really what's being said here. Well, it's given a more powerful weapon to the interlopers. This is happening with all kinds of ideas that get put in people's minds. They believe it, and then they act on it, and they live right. by it. Yes. It's, it's, they're, they're the source of racism. Yep, yep. So that's a good example. It corrupts everything it touches and all the people, and we're in this huge struggle unnecessarily right. about the color of people's skin. It's stupid. It really is stupid. Completely agreed. And, you know, it's Marx probably was idealistic, probably trying to make the world a sure. better place. But, uh, you know, it, it, you're right. This this really worked out as a windfall for the interlopers. It gave them a, a, an outlook, a, a philosophy, an ideology that really, you know, it works as a as a honeypot because people want utopia, right? I mean, we all want our sure. you know, society. And so it, it works to attract large numbers of people, but then it also idealizes the state, which is their perfect system because they have that in their own, their own civilization. Well, and this is the way of the world at the moment, this growing trend of globalism. Yeah. People want a world government. This is a terrible idea. I'm sorry. It's a terrible idea. Yes, I agree, and we'll talk more about this terrible idea when we come back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the second segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about Creator's perspective on Marxism and capitalism. This is a, a very, very timely topic today, Carl. Well, capitalism is on the rise in various sectors of the world. It comes and goes. It's back again here in the West, and it has its adherence. We have a very popular portion of the Democrat Party behind a, you know, a, a you know, very strongly ideological socialist. Yes. And we have a, a Black Lives Matter movement that embraces Marxist ideology. So this is not a, you know, a kind of a theoretical college type uh, backroom discussion among students of history. This is very much the world as it works and is here right now. Yeah, and I want to point out, because I've studied this for years, that Marx, is, Marx, Karl Marx, is the father of socialist thought, too. You know, they think, oh, Marx is just communist, not socialism. No, 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 there's not really a big distinction between the two, to be honest with you. Socialism grows out of Marx's, you know, philosophical writings, so just want to make that clear. You ask creator, one of the biggest worries with laissez-faire capitalism is the almost inevitable development of monopolies. What is Creator's perspective on this hazard of capitalism? Right, and this is what I channeled from Creator. In one perspective, this is very true and demonstrably so, but there needs to be a point of comparison. There is nothing more monopolistic than a government-run enterprise or industry or society where the government holds the reins of power, dictates the rules, and enforces them under penalty of law, often at the point of a gun. The so-called evils of capitalism, that it can create great riches, are a lesser evil in comparison to uniform poverty for the masses, where their hard work, sacrifice, and suffering serves an elite class that takes the rewards for themselves. A capitalist monopoly may grow rich at the expense of the public, But there is a remedy that is readily available to society and the law. And that has been used time and again to break up monopolies, 
to once again foster competition, to reduce prices that become a stranglehold and an unfair advantage for monopolies providing essential goods and services that are indispensable. There is a natural tension always in such cases, but the problem of monopolies is a solvable one without throwing out the idea of capitalism as a solution. Once a government becomes a monopoly, holding all the power and making up its own rules, society will have no recourse. There will be no one to appeal to for relief. So it is a more absolute stranglehold by far. You know, I think that is one of the most powerful summations of the problem with communism or, or, you know, a one world government even, you know, that there could be made. And that is that Marx's writings were based on his observations that monopolies were dangerous. And so what did he propose as a solution? An even bigger monopoly. <laughs> yes. Well, this is the danger and creator is, is delineating it very precisely and very powerfully. And we need this. We need a dose of truth in reality here. And, and you know, admitting that utopianism is a wonderful concept. <laughs> it, yes. It's something everyone would say yes to. <laughs> the problem is really getting there and yes. implementing it in a practical way in an imperfect world. How That's where we're getting stuck. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. U.S. creator A. Student speculates that there are, in fact, two kinds of capitalism to conflict in conflict with each other. Entrepreneurial capitalism versus monopoly capitalism. Society itself values entrepreneurial capitalism because it champions competition and encourages innovation. Society, on the other hand, suffers under monopolies as they tend to be anti-competitive and highly prone to engage in anti-competitive practices. Prices tend to go up, quality tends to go down, and workers are exploited as there is no competition for their labor. What is Creator's perspective on these two proposed categories of capitalism? All right, Creator says, entrepreneurial capitalism preserves the spirit of liberty, individual initiative, and personal growth and expansion, so one can add to the world and receive a reward in return. This system works quite well in elevating all in society by way of example, and all will benefit accordingly when people are busy at work doing things and making things. This creates wealth again and again and again, and this has been borne out through time as entire industries have blossomed from the germ of an idea and kept whole generations of the world busily engaged in earning livings within enterprises that did not exist a generation before them. This is very much in keeping with the divine plan for humanity to learn and grow through expansion of possibilities. When a monopoly becomes a threat through gaining inordinate power and control of things because of its privileged position, there is an extra dimension here you do not consider. Monopolies are orchestrated to happen. It is achieved through a manipulation of competition and a manipulation of government to look the other way while the monopolistic power grows ever stronger, unopposed, and unquestioned. The reason for the emergence of monopolies in almost all cases is that it is aided and abetted by the extraterrestrial alliance, the hidden hand because those at the very top are working in collaboration with the extraterrestrial alliance more often than not, and are being rewarded by being given special treatment, special considerations, and special protection. 
So once again, this reality and its consequences are blamed on the evils of capitalism when it is truly the evils of hierarchical power on display. The solution is not to have a government monopoly because that would be an even greater evil. There needs to be resistance and pushback by society at all levels to move more actively against monopolies to restrict their power and foster new competition. Done before and can be done again. If there is political will by enough people free from corruption and free from manipulation through mind control. It is built into the system to create a network of global elites who are at the pinnacle of power and who become enormously wealthy through their business dealings. And it is often the case that planning is put in place for them to become titans of industry or commerce by providing goods and services in high demand and a monopolistic control of the market. There is often a sinister orchestration underlying these seeming success stories arising from entrepreneurial capitalism in the beginnings, but then through the laissez-faire approach, seeming to have an unfair advantage through their tremendous growth and economic power, they can outlast weaker competitors and eventually drive everyone else out of business. The desire to get ahead, to be successful, and to shine is not an evil in and of itself. These desires are divine yearnings of the soul to explore and grow and be a part of things and make things happen and aspire to greatness in one's contributions. When the true power controlling the world from behind the scenes is actually calling the shots and who emerges from the back, who gets favorable legislation and government rulings to give them an advantage, over time the monopolies will overtake their competitors and become a destructive influence in hurting many, many others who will truly lose out at the hands of their rapacious rival. This is a direct consequence of being run and society modeled after the evil hierarchy of the interlopers. Well, again, creator's not mincing words here. The, the, literally the last word of this <laughs> channeling was interlopers. Um, the, the, the interesting thing is, you know, monopolies, the problem with them is that they become anti-competitive and they're not competing on a level playing field. And it really is the response of if there is a governing or policing power, they should be preventing any organization, especially a monopoly, from behaving in ways that is detrimental to competition. And we don't see that happening on a big enough scale. I mean, the Sherman Antitrust Act was invoked over a century ago, and yet it had, you know, the number of times it's actually been used is relatively small in comparison to the size of the problem. Well, and meanwhile, the big companies are eating everybody else's lunch. Yep. You know, Amazon, I think, is the example that sticks out the most. Mm-hmm. And the harm that it's caused, the harm it's caused, it's a great convenience. And it's ever more so with the pandemic. People don't want to go out to shop. But think about what it's doing. It's destroying the livelihoods of thousands and thousands of families across the world. Yeah. By driving out of business, all the shopping centers, the shopping malls, the, the little mom and pop stores, the boutiques, the specialty stores, everywhere. 
they're dying and it doesn't have to be that way. So one company can take it all. Right. Yeah. It's and, and Amazon is moving aggressively and incorporating every aspect of the economy into its holdings, you know, groceries, you know, production equipment, every, I mean, literally everything they're, they're getting into the business of. And, and then they back kind of backfill and buy up the production process and even resources at the end of the day. It's like the ultimate monopoly. And there are other aspects as well. By dropping prices below cost, which they can do for years, they cripple entire segments of productivity, like well, that, the publishing industry that and the is music a, industry. Yes, but that is a direct anti-competitive practice that is technically supposed to be illegal. You know, but who's enforcing it against Amazon? Nobody. You know, so that this. <laughs> This is a big problem that we're talking about here for sure. U.S. creator, the tendency for wealth and ownership of resources to concentrate in fewer and fewer hands under laissez-faire capitalism presents perhaps the same concern that communism does, slavery of the worker and lower classes of society by a tiny elite class of individuals. Instead of the government, the company is the fully controlling entity. The excesses of company housing and the infamous company store are legion, and one of the realities that contributed to the popularity of Marxism. What is Creator's perspective on the dangers of concentrated wealth? All right, this is what Creator tells us. We see this again as a rather simplistic notion akin to the belief money is the root of all evil. The evil is not concentration of wealth per se, it is the concentration of power that leads to wealth accumulation that is the root of evil. Evil hierarchies create evil consequences, whether that is a socialist system or a capitalist system one is observing. The whole world is corrupt and fewer and fewer people within it remain uncorrupted. Your freedoms are dwindling. At the same time, your problems are increasing. This is a downward spiral, leading to further chaos and destruction. The world is run much like a gang of thieves who occasionally kill one another to gain an advantage. If that scheme does not moderate, eventually all will perish. People need one another in order to deal with the challenges of a physical environment. That is why it is such a superb learning environment and testing ground for human progress. If you can succeed and prevail and establish a society in divine alignment, you will be able to handle anything the future might throw at you. At the moment, that is highly in doubt. Because with competition at every level of society, there is increasing frustration, discord, harm being done to one another, and tremendous suffering with so many people being left behind. In a world with a history of tremendous natural disasters happening at fairly regular intervals, you would think by this time, society would have robust mechanisms for helping the downtrodden and the needy who are thrust into immediate poverty and homelessness by such events. Given that all are potentially in harm's way, all can potentially benefit from a mutual sharing of resources, 
so that people will never be left in want of basic necessities such as food, clothing, and shelter. The fact this does not happen is because the world is governed by corrupted individuals who are working from the playbook of the interlopers to divide and conquer, use power and control that is maintained through fear and the application of force. This always hardens hearts and develops cynicism and selfish and self-serving perspectives to put oneself first no matter what. The sad reality is all of this is an orchestration and being inflicted on humans by the interlopers when, in fact, it is preventable and avoidable through humans taking action to deal with their overseers. The first step is gaining a clear perspective of the true nature of reality, where the problems lie, but also why there are problems to begin with. That will lead to the answers you need. Yeah, we need to, you know, the old analogy, if you you got to hack at the root of the problem. And, you know, looking at like the homeless problem, for instance, you know, one of the problems is that the interlopers have actually turned that whole agenda upside down. You know, there were projects built back in the 50s and 60s, right, that were supposed to be inexpensive housing for people on the lower end of the economic scale. And now projects have a horrible reputation, and for good reason. You know, there was a lot of problems that are generated with that. But now there's a there's an unwillingness on the part of government to act in a big way to deal with the homeless problem because that whole effort had gone south when they tried it before. And that's all interloper, you know, um, interloper manipulation going on. So we have to get at the interlopers. <laughs> to, we have to get at the root of the problem before the bigger problem can be solved. Well, you know, one other way to look at this is We've had over 100,000 years to get this right. That's a long time to learn from mistakes and to optimize things with the goal of happiness for everyone. And so the glimmer of hope in an idea like Marxism is all well and good. And it, it is in alignment with divine goodness and wanting fairness and equality. There's some uplifting ideas that it embraces. But the problem in all those ideas and schemes is getting past the barrier of evil that is abroad in the land and, and corrupting everything. And, and that is the real struggle that we're facing right now. Yeah, and, and evil bubbles up from within each individual. It's really not, it's not systemic. In the, you know, the, the system can maybe reflect some of that, but it's more like a mirror. It's not actually the source of the evil. The evil is inside our consciousness, and it's there because it's being put there by external powers. Yeah, and we're not saying everyone is running around rabid and foaming at the mouth and, and you know, spouting delusional thoughts. Maybe just us, you know, me and Brian here, but <laughs> the, uh, it, it's, it's more insidious. A large component of it is simply complacency. Yes. Where people just drift along and they never question anything. They never push back. They never doubt. They never ask tough questions and demand things. And so people don't even know who their governance is run by. You ask people who their senators, their congresspeople are. They won't know. And this, this, is, this isn't the way it ought to be. 
No, no. And, you know, that you mentioned complacency and government itself is complacent and not uh, policing some of the problems that we see. We mentioned that earlier. So complacency can, can manifest throughout society. We'll, more, we'll ask more of these tough questions when we come back with more Get Wisdom right after this. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's Get Wisdom. We are getting creator's perspective on Marxism and capitalism, and it is an interesting perspective. That's for darn sure, Carl. Well, and it's an important discussion. It's not just academic. These are real-world issues, and we're grappling with this as we speak in many areas around the world. This tension between the idea of a kind of socialist state versus the freedoms that capitalism brings with it, and the problems of living, no matter what the system might be. We need to sort this out, so we're getting divine help here. Indeed we are. U.S. Creator, since extreme concentration of wealth and political power seems to be a common theme with the rise of monopolies and corporate fascism, as well as socialism and communism's extreme responses that only seem to end up with precisely the same reality of the few exercising control of the many, what is Creator's advice on the best way to cope and maybe regulate this propensity? Understanding that healing and mass enlightenment are the ultimate answers, what would Creator suggest as a more interim but divinely aligned strategy? All right, and Creator says the following. The major failing of society as it exists today is that the masses of people have been seduced by the mindset of the interlopers being imposed on them again and again to buy into the notion that one must seek power to be successful and to think of oneself as successful. When the highest perspective is one of helping all, and especially those greater in need than the self, to bring things back into balance, 
That is a divine perspective and an important principle for living on a divine path. If the members of society would use their voice and their vote to champion humanitarian objectives as the highest of priorities, they can outshout their overseers and command attention and, in effect, shame the greedy and powerful into doing more to create a better safety net to reduce poverty and suffering across the board. This would be a constructive rather than a destructive demonstration of power by the people themselves, more so than a political demonstration with carrying signs and shouting that may well be manipulated to break down into rioting and looting in a kind of self-destructive frenzy that destroys people's livelihoods. There are endless opportunities for mass movements of all kinds to focus on useful causes and create a groundswell of momentum. The powers that be who depend on voters for their re-election will eventually be forced to listen and reckon with the demands if they are made with conviction and repeated again and again and again because people truly want and insist to have more humanitarian sharing in society. That would be a good start because it would lead to a kind of reawakening where people see an unfair distribution of wealth with greater clarity and a greater depth of understanding of the sinister underpinnings often underway. This may be a tall order in a world governed by enforced complacency through mind control manipulation. So, unfortunately, the burden falls to the humans to get things started. If you request divine assistance in earnest, we can join you in partnership to bring such things about. You know, I think this is a really good opportunity for people to probably take things from Gandhi's playbook, in a sense. You know, Gandhi wasn't just about, hey, get out there with a sign and and rabble-rouse, you know. His form of protest was to basically do things yourself. Take take the power that should be naturally granted to you and, and empower yourself and go do it. So, like, there was the salt ban. You know, the, the British had put a salt tax on everything and, and forbid anybody from making their own salt. And so Gandhi in protest gathered up everybody. Instead of, you know, getting in front of a government facility with banners and waving around and shouting, they went down to the seashore and started making salt from the salt water. And the British government, of course, showed up and uh, <laughs> was rather heavy-handed in stopping it all. And that got back to British citizens back in, in Britain, and they were sympathetic to the beatings they saw taking place and the way the British government was trying to stop them just making simple salt out of ocean water. So that's the kind of activism we probably need to see more, not just this, you know, uh, waving of signs, you know, and shouting at top of your lungs. Well, and burning buildings. Yeah, and that too. <laughs> that doesn't win people up and all that. That doesn't win people over and make friends of people who might be on the fence. Right. You, you know, if you want to help the homeless, we'll go help them. And then, then when you run into legal complications, that's when there's an opportunity to push back. You know, that yeah. kind of and, thing. And in a way, it shames the government that's largely doing nothing of of great consequence. And and. Doing it with inefficiency, it's built in. Right. So there, there are opportunities. Absolutely. U.S. Creator, can creators share how prayer work 
and the Lightworker Healing Protocol are the true solutions to creating future collective prosperity rather than anything involving direct societal planning, organization, and especially coercion of desired behaviors. All right, and Creator tells us, the problems of society are not a consequence of arbitrary choices among economic systems or governmental systems alone. The true answer in promoting human progress and the successful growth and transformation of humanity to meet its full potential embodied by Creator's plan for the divine human can only come about through dealing with the problem of evil. So this lies squarely in your path because you were created to solve the problem of evil in the first place. That is your purpose and the divine mission for incarnating as a physical human and a part of society. What you do or do not do will be evaluated according to how you contribute towards that goal or remain on the sidelines in a state of complacency, ignorance, and disconnection. The latter is where the interlopers want you to be and work avidly to keep you constrained. You will need help to break free and to help others do so. You cannot reach and persuade everyone working one-on-one, especially in the face of the many years of subjugation, essentially lifelong for each person, being programmed relentlessly from within the deep subconscious mind to plod along, not make waves, eke out an existence, don't fight back or question anything, and don't expect too much either. That is no way to live. To rise above this subjugation will require enlisting the help of the divine. It is not that the Almighty lacks a clear view of your plight or has a lack of caring. The problem is that people are not aware of the true nature of the evil they face and how and where to get help. Partnership with the divine will enable us to work on your behalf in ways you cannot arrange from the human level. You are outmatched on all fronts by the extraterrestrial alliance. They are smarter. They are more powerful. They are in charge already and in control of everything that matters. They are masterful in corrupting and limiting human activities. That is why you are being held down and held back again and again and again and never seem to break free and break out in a meaningful way. Your institutions are all ineffectual, largely consisting of make-work projects that never quite seem to get the job done, and often over time will prove to have been doing exactly the wrong thing in exactly the wrong way. And this happens over and over again and has been going on all through history. Reaching out through prayer in a way that is launched with the intention to accomplish specific goals based on an understanding of the true nature of the evil in your midst and what needs to be done, will empower the divine realm to do its utmost to right these wrongs of history. If you amplify that further by making healing requests through the Lightworker Healing Protocol, you will have the best of both worlds. By not only requesting assistance in a specific high-level informed fashion, You will have many kinds of leverage to greatly empower the divine to use many ways to compound the available energies to bring about a more rapid, effective, and powerful divine assistance 
than has ever been possible in the history of humanity. The power of the Lightworker Healing Protocol resides in bringing to bear the full power of the divine in new ways, and in effect is your secret weapon, because the interlopers are atheists, so not only can they not receive divine help for their selfish purposes, they also will not care much about your doing so, because they do not believe that it can do anything for you. When the divine intervenes, the interlopers think it is simply something about human thought bringing about a benefit. So they fear you coming together. They fear humans with intuitive ability because they know the mind working through the intuitive reach can learn their secrets and they are controlling what you can think about. So those who escape their grip and are interested in spirituality, the paranormal, and extraterrestrials are of greatest concern to them because those are forbidden topics for the masses and all such interests are suppressed in most individuals. The small minority who can rise above their power and control and still think freely and have inner yearnings to seek the truth and feel through their own spiritual enlightenment that those areas are very germane to today's problems and need to be explored and capitalized on are a threat to the extraterrestrial alliance and the forces of evil. So even though the darkness does not believe in the light, they fear it and want to control any thought and discussion of the light and its power. This should tell you something about the reality of what we are telling you here. The path to your future lies in overcoming the evil blocking your way. When you reach out to us, this becomes doable and we will always answer in support of you. You know, I'm smiling, Carl, because I'm re- reminded of your uh, discussion of how when you were first learning from Creator, and, or even the Archangels, you know, um, who was escaping the manipulation of the interlopers, is go, you go, it's a tinfoil hat, people, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, well, you see, this is very clever, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, all these things that they fear the most are considered fringe areas, fringe ideas, conspiracy theories. How clever is that to diminish and disempower such people who have an awareness? There's something to that. Yes. And little realizing how important it can be to embrace those subjects and look into them and exploit what they can bring to the party. Absolutely. And it's always been a tremendous mystery for me why so many people are not interested in these topics when, in fact, they are interested in these topics, but in a different context. You know, I've met a lot of people that are fanatical science fiction fans. And if you suggest to them, well, you know, maybe it's somewhere in between, not quite all fiction. Maybe there's some truth to it. Then they look at you like you're weird, you know. So, I mean, there is interest in the in expanding of the mind, but there's just this, this lock that comes down uh, when you suggest that maybe it's here and maybe it's now. Yes. Well, people are programmed to disbelieve, literally programmed. We're all, in effect, Manchurian candidates, if you know the movie. We've all been brainwashed, some with greater success than others, But the interlopers are very good at it. They get most people to submit 
and to be manipulated. And then there are tools to run around and make noise and create huge political distractions yep. and disorder and chaos and infighting. You know, it yep. just takes people fighting with each other to throw many, many wrenches into the works. Well, speaking of tools, we need to use our tool, Carl, to counteract the power of the interlopers, and that is the Lightworker Healing Protocol. You can learn about the Lightworker Healing Protocol at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP. Carl, we're out of time. This has been an interesting one. Thanks, everybody. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 